What's going on, guys? Welcome to yet another episode of the Murfanko Experience. I know last week uh, we didn't have an episode, kind of had a, a family week, hanging out with a fiance and just getting the mentals right, because if you don't have the mentals right, then you ain't got shit. That, and that's just my opinion, at least. Uh, but we're back. We, we got a pretty jam-packed episode here. It's going to be I'd say a pretty good one. We're going to hear a pretty damn good story coming up. Uh, but first, I got to introduce you to the boys. Yes, that's plural. We got two of the boys here tonight with us. First of all, we got to introduce my co-host, as always, Big Bear, Anthony Murph Dog Murphy. What's going on, baby? What is going on, everyone? Glad to be back uh, recording tonight and uh, looking forward to this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good episode, but, you know, just, just for the people. <laughs> I got to hear that big bear noise, Murph. Uh, what, what was he saying, by the way? I, I need to know in the bear language. That's between me and him. God damn it, Murph. I'm going to get I you to crack one of these days. <laughs> but the other, the other co-host we have for tonight is the Bayou Batty wearing his m- mega ultimate uh penguins goalie mask here the bayou baddie nola jeffy what's going on baby oh not too much just thought you know i'd represent my uh clemente themed helmet and then also you know because it's about to be cal mitchell season i got my circle (laughs) city cal Cal jersey on hell to the yeah i'm feeling it i'm feeling it boys i i feel like i'm forgetting to introduce someone oh yeah we got dion walker on the show Let's walk with Dion a little bit here. Dion, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, you know, heading down to Pirate City, right? Yes, sir. I head out tomorrow. Yes, sir. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some videos and hearing from you about how it's all going. Uh, but you know, we connected uh, you know, a little bit ago and you know, just the impassioned the passion that you gave me in your answers in the article I wrote, it, it kind of stood out to me as someone who has a hell of a story to tell, you know, and I, I kind of want to, you know, give you the floor and just, you know, tell us your entire story. So uh, to get things started here, who would you say Dion Walker is to the people who don't know who you are both on and off the field? Like if you had to speak as someone else describing you, what would you say, man? Honestly, I look completely different than what you probably think I I love in life. I'm the biggest music head. I love anime. I, I'm in so deep into rock. Like, I'm sure nobody would ever guess that in their life. But <laughs> I'm just a very, I'm a very nerdy person. <laughs> yeah, just in my private life, I grew up reading books, like dozens of books. All the time, just in my spare time, I didn't really watch TV, and I just learned. And that's, I'm just a big old nerd, dude. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that, man. I mean, I, I think we could all say, all the hosts here, that we're, we're pretty much nerds ourselves. Uh, at, at least two out of the three are wearing glasses right now. Murph, you need to get with the times, man. Uh, you need to get the nerd game going. Uh, no, but that's I probably, all right. Need, I probably need them, to be honest. I probably should be wearing them. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm starting to sense a correlation between people who wear glasses and our, and our Blake Stable fans. Yes. 
I mean, yes. <laughs> like we had to pull up the tape on that last time, right? My, uh, my, my. No, my you, you shut your whore mouth. You, you shut your whore <laughs> mouth, Murph. You do not get to talk about about the Blake Sable fan club. You get, get the hell out of here with oh, that shit. Blake is stupid. I don't know what y'all talking about. That was one of the funniest people I have talked to so far. <laughs> well, we got to add Dion to the Blake Sable fan club here, Nola. Uh, I need you to write him in. Um, Dion, if you don't know, uh, Nola is the president of the fan club, so you got to get with him after the show. Uh, we got jackets. We can we can give them to you, no problem. Uh, oh, that sounds great. I'll, I'll rep it to a pirate city. I'll show them myself. All right, all right. <laughs> but uh, Murph, I, I know you have some questions here for uh, Dion, so you know, let's get let's get a little into this, man. So, like, kind of building off like the whole story and everything like that. Me personally. One of my favorite things about uh, baseball is like the draft and coming up with the draft and everything like that. So, and like everyone that we've had on everyone, I I love like how everyone, how unique everyone's story is with like their whole draft process and and, um, everything like that. And if I break correctly, you, you pitched a little bit in high school too, right? Yes, sir. So, so what was like the, the draft process for you as far as like, maybe like the Pirates did any teams have interest in you as a pitcher or was it you were always going to kind of be like a position player the, the entire time? Well, as much as I would have liked to go as a two-way, um, I did get drafted only as an outloader. Um, besides the Pirates, I did have – I was talking to the Angels. Uh, I want to say it was the Cardinals and the Dodgers as well. But um, the Pirates were the ones that ended up taking me. And it was – did I want to give up pitching at the time? No. But was I okay with giving it up to live my dream? Yes, I was. And <laughs> it, it it sucked for a little bit, but I got over it and I just continued to play baseball, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, getting drafted, you know, in the in the 2019 draft, if I'm not mistaken, you know, you were taken in the 35th round. Um, you know, as someone who was taken that late in, in the draft, do you think that kind of put, I, I don't know, maybe a bit of a chip on your shoulder to, you know, say, hey, you should have drafted me a hell of a lot sooner? Or is it kind of like a humbling experience for you? Honestly, looking back on it now, I did think I, I the mindset I had when I got undrafted was, I, I felt like I had got a gyps with it. I was like, I feel, I felt like I was better. But me now, I do carry pride on it. Like, if they wanted to draft me this late, I'll show them why they should have drafted me earlier, you know? Yeah. And I, I admit, like, during that time, it was it was a very immature thought of, I don't deserve this. I deserve better. And But now it's just, I don't care. I'm just going to go out on the field and – what I put out there is what I'll is what I'll get, man. I expect to go out. I put myself at a high standard to go out there and play as hard as I can every day. Yeah. So there's nothing left to be said after that, and it, yeah, it just I just give my best, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that, man. Um, now you know, kind of you know, reversing back in time here it, to your high school days. What, what was high school like for you, man? Was was it a simple process? Was it a more complicated process? Uh, you know, let, let let's get into the high school days of Dion Walker. Um, high school days of Dion Walker. Oh man, 
<laughs> I think we uh, all can relate to that. <laughs> well, in in terms of a student, I mean, freshman year, I got when I got to high school, I went to the. This isn't that hard. It, this is easy. I ended up starting out with a two point five GPA as, mm. as a student my freshman year, and my mom had sat me down after that year and told my dad, and they were like. My dream school was LSU, and they said a 2-5 is not going to get you into LSU or any other SEC school that you want to go to. And after that, I did my best to make A's and B's every semester, and I ended up pulling away with a 3-0, close to a 3-1 at the end of my senior year. And I was really proud of that. It was As a student, I did mature a lot because I got rid of that. I'll just finish it later, and I just started finishing stuff. The earlier I finished it, the more I didn't have to worry about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but as an athlete, it, it was a lot. I ended up getting injured. I felt like I got injured every year, man. That was, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, like, sprained my ankle, I swear, at the beginning of every year during tryouts. And my coach was just kind of – at my junior year, I did it. He was like, it's okay. You're going to be on the varsity squad. I'm sitting in my car crying. <laughs> <laughs> and, but – just uh, all, all the way through high school, being with the group of people that I was with, and we had all – my entire senior class was – we were the starting group on the field. Not a single person that was playing on the field except for our third baseman sometime was a senior. And we had all grown up together. We had a – it was a great brotherhood. And yeah. it was – I miss it. I miss those guys a lot, too. I, I still keep up with them as much as I can. But we ended up going to – we ended up going to the championship our senior year. We got we we got drilled though, but we ain't gonna talk about that. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> the, the point is that we made it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. I, I, I'm just I, glad I, you were. I, I'm glad you were trying to represent Louisiana. Yeah, of course, of course. LSU, <laughs> go go Tigers all the way. <laughs> you <laughs> think? You think LSU got a chance this year, man? That they gonna they gonna go? They gonna win it? Hey, hey, man! Look, when after, I was on, I was the Joe Burrow crowd saying that we're gonna go. LSU is about to go back to being mediocre. We'll, we'll surprise you throughout the season with the big games, but we just gonna still be all right. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be all right. I feel we gonna you, be man. all right. <laughs> I feel you, man. Uh, Bayou Batty down there. I, I know. I know you got some brewing questions. So you know. Hit him with your first question, man. All right. Well, uh, one of the ones I was uh, interested in asking is, though, uh, Tim on Pirates Prospects has a lot spoken a lot about uh, John Baker and the new way he's trying to run things and how he wants to kind of let uh, players have freedom and let their personalities kind of come out. Um, so I guess I was curious to how this has impacted you so far. Have you seen any um, – help with that and then also are you going to bring back the red hair well <laughs> <laughs> uh, as of right now if I, i'm still in the car um i'm still driving if i could turn on the camera i have short hair i'm sorry to disappoint but um so the red hair might make an appearance back it might in the future uh, i admit when i did get there the first year i got a lot of people like what the hell he had? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
but I'm not. I haven't really noticed anything as far as personality. But I can tell you that everybody there's a character. There's mm-hmm. like one of my my favorite trainers' name is Casey, and he's by far the funniest person at that complex all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it it feels ever since I've gotten drafted, it feels like everybody's been pretty accepting. I haven't really had a problem with the coaching staff. Like the catching coach, he compliments my hair every time he sees me. I wonder what he's going to say this time. (laughs) Actually, everybody might freak out because no one's seen me with short hair. (laughs) 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 But everything's been really accepting. It's been a nice workplace. If you want, man, I I, I will send it via – next day air my hair to you if you want some extensions like it, i have no issue like I, I tell you man i i have i have some locks going on right now because of the fiance she doesn't want me to cut my hair but i mean for you i would i would definitely cut it but you but the the rule is you got to make it red if, if you're getting my hair like it, it, it's just part of the or deep. some other vi- some other vibrant color yes so i, I will take of- vibrant color <laughs> the thing about the red was that it was supposed to come out as pink because I I always have something pink wearing me for for awareness of breast cancer. My family yeah. has gone through that and oh, really? it's been something that I've been around really my whole life. We my you know the the aunts and uncles in your family that are just like really close family friends. Um yeah. She, my aunt my aunt Tia, she was going through that for a while and She's a lot better now. She's married, and I always it was supposed to come out as pink, and I did it for that reason, um, because I was like, I have a shit ton of hair. What am I gonna do with it? Let's dye it pink. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally feel that. I'm a pink man myself. I, I wear pink pretty much every day. In fact, next paycheck, I'm getting some custom Vans. That's gonna be uh, definitely a lot of pink in that. So definitely understand the pink uh, obsession um but you know to get back into some baseball conversations let's say um you know you you told me after the past season you were pissed you were mad at yourself everything seemed to go wrong for you and you know there was a point in time when you just started to where something clicked in your head and you started to turn around you changed your mentals uh and it it seemed like you kind of figured it out during the off season so what exactly happened for you during that time and you know let's get into you know everything involved in that um coming home like yeah I was mad um the numbers that I had put up yeah, I had the margin where I was really concerned about with the strikeouts. Yes, my strikeouts were a lot less this season, but where everywhere else that I wanted to perform, it wasn't up to what I wanted. And just from the adjustments that I had gone through, it was it was frustrating. I, I didn't feel like I was able to figure out the hitter that I want to be that, that season. Um, so when I came home, I had taken two – it was the two weeks I had took off after the season and I took out two weeks just to really think and what I watched video I was I was reading I just reread this book that we got it's um it's actually a book that I read in high school it's called toughness by Jay Billis he's the the Duke head coach yeah um for basketball and 
I was rereading it and I have remembered marking everything. I have that book dog-eared. It's book people would kill me for it. Dog-eared, highlighted, <laughs> pinned markings in it everywhere. And it just, it, it refined me to remember that it's okay to fail. It's about how, how I get back from that failure, what, what I learned from the failure. And I, as I was watching video of people that I really like hit, like I really like watching hit, I was watching how they approached, I was breaking everything down. And one thing really just came to mind. They're just comfortable. They are relaxed. They're not thinking about anything else, but the damn back going to the ball. And you can see, and I saw that and I wanted to find a way to be exactly like that. I wanted to get rid of the worry, to get rid of me thinking about, oh, when the pitcher does this, I do this. I just want to get in boxing vibe. I'm just trying to look like I'm dancing the entire time while I'm in the box, not giving a single fuck about anything else. <laughs> and since I've been home hitting, I'll just go into the backyard, put up put up a net, my girlfriend will feed me the balls, and I'll just have music going. I'm just vibing to the music, not even thinking about my mechanics, not even thinking about anything else. But the thing about it is I feel so in tune with my body that nothing else really matters in that moment. There, I can feel everything in my body's going the right way. My mind's just clear. Yeah. And yeah. it was really just, my inspiration for me is always looking at the better people do it. The people that are better than me do it. The older people, I was watching Chipper Jones like two days ago, just his highlights throughout his season because I love his swing. And just look at how easy it was. Like, just not a thought. And that's why I want to be. I want to not have a thought, but how hard can I hit the damn ball? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not going to the box thinking, okay, I need to have it this trajectory, this plane. Okay, where's my backside? Nothing. It's just vibing, like you said. And well, well now uh, I remember Jack Herman said his his songs Mac Miller. When when you're back there vibing, what are you listening to? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it changes every day, man. I don't know. <laughs> well, I can tell you today, I was playing 21 the entire day. So if I had, if I hit today, I definitely would have been listening to It's Darth Vader by 21 Savage. Amazing song. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel that, man. I definitely can feel that. Stephen Alamace, me and him bonded over uh, Drake. Uh, that might be cringe for some people because he's so mainstream, <laughs> but like, I don't give a shit. Drake and me. I was we, listening we, to Drake like three days ago. You're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I definitely understand that. And, you know, the way you talked about, you know, just clearing your mind and, you know, being okay, it's okay to fail. It, it, it brings me back to when I had a discussion with Bernie Holiday. I'm not sure if you've connected with Bernie uh, through the Pirates at all, Dion, or not. Yeah, um, I have. Yes, I have. He's awesome. Bernie is awesome. And one of the things that stuck out when with my conversation with him was uh, embrace the suck. And I know angry Pirates fans listening to this are going to say, yes, the Pirates, of course, suck. It, it runs in the family. Like, that's just how we think. But, you know, the way he described embracing the suck kind of stood out to me because yeah, we're going to fail, but we're going to be better at it. We're, we're going to learn from it. We're going to move on and embrace the suck. So have you taken that to heart, that kind of uh, philosophy, uh, as you could say, um, 
into just clearing your mind and becoming a better person and a better ball player. I have. And the one way I can say that I have is in my workouts, like I go hard, man. And I'm, I'm excited to, to show my coaching staff how hard I've been going this off season and just the inspiration from one of my closest friends that I've been working out with. He, uh, his name is Jackie. He, he even told me that just embrace the suck. Like it's going to suck, but it's going to make you better while you're doing it. Exactly. And I could like, I'm sure if everybody that works out, they'll say that, uh, dang, what is it called? I can't forget it now. It's just so uh, like split squats. Um, it's like these, oh, I can't remember, Bulgarian split squats. I swear, every time mm. I do them, I am mm. crying on the inside, wanting to die. <laughs> 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 but I, I just really have taken it to heart because I know that if it hurts, if it, if it sucks, it's because I'm not strong enough for it yet. So I'm going to make myself strong enough for it. I'm going to keep climbing until that point where where it sucks okay this is easy now now let's see what's more if it sucks it's going to make me better if it's hard I'm gonna make it easy and that's how I changed my mentality is that just really if it's hard let's find a way to simplify it the old kiss method keep it simple stupid Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I can dig that for sure uh big bear I need I need you to jump (laughs) in here man so, like, I just listened to you talk right there. One thing, you know, like, you kind of, you know, you got home and you kind of reevaluated everything. And, like, reading over the article that um, Co- um, Cody put out, too, you talked about, like, where you um, put it on a little little weight as as well. And, like, one of the things that st- stuck out to you is, like, trying to figure out, like, the hitter that you wanted to be. Okay, can maybe, like, in an ideal scenario, like, with all the work you've done in the offseason, now you get here and all that. What, when you get to the plate for, like, because obviously most Pirates fans – haven't heard too much or seen too much on you like that when you step into the batter box what kind of hitter do you want to be you know what kind of approach do you take my new approach and Mm -hmm. it's it's changed like last season I was definitely more in a I was in the defensive approach last season um and it didn't fully click until later on I had it was after I hit my home run for the season and that's when it clicked I was like Let's try and hit a ball as hard as I can. My first, the first two strikes are mine. After that, that's when I can be defensive. But as long as I have below two strikes, I'm about to hit a line drive as hard as I can right back up the middle. And that's where I am now. I, I'm not really thinking about if I want the if I want the ball. If I want to just have an outside approach and just drive it to the right center, I want everything right back to the middle. And on a line. If I miss it, it's a home run, so I'm not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely feel that. And, you know, where is your goalie mask? I need it on right now, Nola, for this question that you're about to ask, man. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. You can't I, – I need, I need it on. There, yeah, there you go. Get it over the glass. There it is. boy. There you go. Heck yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad I got this. I'm, I'm sure you are. <laughs> Go ahead, Nola. What you got for the Dion? 
All right. So uh, to try and dress up a turd sandwich with everything going on with this uh, lockout. So one of the implications is the fact that we, um, a lot of players on the 40-man roster are in the minors, so therefore they can't play, and it's going to create upward trajectory. For example, virtually all of the projected indie outfield is going to be locked out. Yeah. So there's going to be, I mean, even Jack Sawinski. So this is going to provide a lot of opportunity for someone, say, like a Matt Frazier to go to AAA earlier than he might have if everything was normal. I get, for you, do you foresee and look forward to the opportunity that this might offer you to maybe move things a little quicker than they might have under normal circumstances? I'm going to be honest. Even without even without this upper trajectory, I was still aiming for high out of spring training. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to help me get there, then it'll help me get there. But I I see myself being into high A this year. Whether I start there or I get there or I end there, that is going to be – that is my marking point. If I get above that, that just means I'm doing good. I mean – why, why stop it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Can't, can't, st- can't stop a full-speed train. Mm-hmm. Don't get in front of the train when it's moving, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a vibing train. We singing songs on this train. We just cruising. Oh, okay. Okay. What what, what we singing now? I, I want to join the choir. <laughs> no no i'm sure you're going to be tap dancing with that new toe tap that you were telling me about you and jace bowen down there i, I do a little two-step you know I, do a little two-step every now and then i feel you man i feel you um it's gonna be the batting version of omar cruz's wind up oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> talking about confusion man i i when i watched yeah. omar cruz pitch it was like I got motion sickness. That that dude is oh. it's insanity. Like I, I couldn't imagine being in the box and seeing that. Like Dion, I don't know how you could vibe with that. I mean, you're doing the whole mamba at that hey, point. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um but I, I think uh, uh aspect of athletes in general, not just baseball that's uh, thrown under the rug a little bit, um, and, and we talked on it a little bit before, is, you know, the mental health aspects of just sports in general and how it's kind of taboo. Um, you know, would you say that your mentality on the entire mental health aspect of sports has dramatically changed over uh, your your time in professional sports? Um and has it changed for the good? That, yes and no. Um, okay. The seeing, the seeing the articles come out about people, like, who are in a higher place than me, like, we'll go to Simone Biles, even, or just, like, on the Olympic level of sports, where, in my case, I think of that as the creme de la creme. Like, the yeah. people who have been chosen to, like, just represent that your sport for your country, I find that just be like the top that you can be, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing how even they can get their mental health can be taken as weakness or 
as an excuse, even though it's something that is genuine. Don't me personally going through depression and going through just just struggling mentally um, and trying to talk and just express that to just other people, like even other athletes too. It's not something that it's common. I'll say it's common, but it's not addressed enough. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. I feel, I, I feel like, especially in the minors of baseball, there are a lot of people just really struggling, whether it be how, with how much you're getting paid or with just mentality. It, it, it's tough. I, I can say that going through it and pulling myself out of it, it's, it's hard and it's not really something that you feel comfortable even bringing to the people that even your team tells you, like you have the mental health coaches that you don't necessarily feel comfortable to go to them. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're labeled as a leper to some people, you know, you're yeah. what's wrong. Yeah. It's, it's, it's because it you don't want that to be seen as weakness. Exactly. And that's the last thing you, you don't want it to hold you back from getting to that next spot. So you keep it in and like, if you keep it in, it's going to suck, but you keep it in because you want to succeed and keep going, you know, it, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's in the way and it's just a struggle that I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of athletes go through that, whether it be high school, college, professional, it, it's, I'm sure it's something that a lot of people deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of stemming off of that question, would you, would you say the recent uh, news that, well, it's not recent, but it's pretty recent. Um, the news coming out that housing is now going to be uh, paid by the major league club, the parent club itself uh, for minor leaguers. Would you say that alleviated some of that pressure off of you and kind of alleviated your mental health in general? It definitely, it, it makes me feel easy, but it makes me feel easy for everybody too. After yeah. last year, like seeing articles and like pictures of how some of like double A squads were being taken care of it on away trips, it just seeing that it had concern. I was concerned for myself for that when I got there, it would be like that. But I was also concerned from like this is double A, and mm-hmm. this is what's happening there, and mm-hmm. it makes me feel a lot safer, not just for myself but for everybody. I feel like everybody's getting treated better. That's really how it is. They're just getting treated a lot better and they're a lot more secure because they know that they're going to be taken care of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I think the Pirates players in general, from what I've seen um, with Pirate City and the Dominican facilities, um, they're kind of in a lot better position than, say, other organizations. Um, During your time, would you say – uh, you know, it changed uh, for the better uh, during your time with the Pirates organization? I think it has. I, I would say it has. I mean, I mean, there's no really, there's no, I mean, one of my co- my favorite coach so far, his name is John Swinney. Uh, unfortunately, when our new GM came in, he, he left. And I mean, him and I still keep in close touch. He's actually been my hitting coach from afar throughout this entire time. Um, he's by far one of the best relationships I've had with the organization and it's things have just gotten a lot better everybody's more at ease I could say last spring training was probably the most fun I've had and it's like doing baseball how relaxed it was it it felt like 
professional like a professional sport if that makes sense like mm-hmm. I, I can't really describe it as well but I remember going through my first season of how rigorous the course like how rigorous your day was like Monday if you worked out three days a week uh you would be up at 6 30 in the morning and then you'd have to go do if you had early work it was at eight something then you'd have to go to practice you'd eat lunch which would be like 30 40 minutes if you wanted to go hit early in the cage for the game and then you have your game at 12 it was just a lot stacked together and then coming into that last year's spring training all of that was gone they let you be your own person if you they you got to pick the days that you worked out unless they specifically told you you had to work out after i mean before during the day it was just they let you, like you said, they let you have more personality. They let you take more control of your career. Yep. No, and I'm sure that's a, you know, a refreshing aspect uh, for a player. That's one less thing they have to worry about. They can focus on their game uh, and their overall health uh, in general. Yeah, I like, speaking of that, I actually just had a conversation with the strength, with my strength coach there uh, about how I want, I would like my, workouts to be because i've been i'm sure you've seen i've been go, i've been going to the gym five to six days a week yeah and that's something that i've got, become acclimated to and comfortable with and i feel like i thrive really well really well with it and that i want to take into the season and i had to talk to him about that yesterday he was all on board with it of course i want to do the stuff that they want me to do as well but I, he was he was saying that he was okay with me being able to include my stuff and as long as I was able to include theirs, you know, it, it's just like teamwork. If they work with you, you can work with them. And then the last year and a half, it's been pretty great. That's a refreshing aspect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, um, first, like you know, as we kind of like wind down with everything like that just like talking to you and and reading the article on there just just the maturity that you've shown and everything like that where you said like like going back to where you said like in, in high school when after your parents talked to you like you became like a like just get it done now thing and and i'm i'm much older than you and i can tell you i still do not have that mentality I, I'm, still, <laughs> I, I'm still gonna be the guy who's like the night the night the night before the the, the assignments do like I'm grinding away on it. So like the fact that you're, oh, you're, you, you're, you're, you're the amount of papers that I wrote my freshman year at like 12 o'clock, how the hell am I going to finish this tonight? <laughs> it was bad. So, it was really bad. I, I, I can safely say that when I was in high school, it, it wasn't a question as of how am I going to get this done? It just became like, it's just not getting done. So, so, like, <laughs> so, like I said, the maturity that you've shown is is very humble, humbling on there, and it's it's been awesome to get to get to know you a lot better. One thing, like you talked about, like your experience last year and everything like that. So, like now that you've had a, a whole year in, in professional baseball, you've had an off season to kind of learn from everything to reflect and everything like that. And like obviously, with what you told us, you you've done an amazing job at being able to reflect and aim forward. What is something maybe that, like you playing baseball like your whole life and all that, but now once you got hit the pro level, like it just completely threw you off. And then like maybe what you did to to adjust it and maybe kind of like 
shoot to maybe make it like a use it as a strength going into like this year coming up if that makes sense um uh if the question that you're are you asking like what was what's something that maybe like you weren't like you you hit pro ball and like whoa i was not expecting this Kind oh, of thing. okay. As, as Wait, I can answer this. Yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was me having to remember that I got drafted for a reason. That that was that was the thing. I'm out here. I remember first year I get out there, and let me tell you, shortstop fucking crazy. They're 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 the best athletes I've ever seen in my life. I swear to God, they are. But this seeing these older guys, I remember seeing Jared Oliver my first year during instruct. And he's hitting balls off of Pirate City over the fence <laughs> on top of the building. And I'm sitting here like, am I supposed to do this? Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm five years younger and 50 pounds short, like, light. <laughs> Don't even like I'm a speed guy. Stuff. I'm a speed guy. I swear to God. I still made I still made <laughs> <laughs> But it was it was really re- refining the aspect or my mindset that I am good enough because I am here. They, they wouldn't have given me this opportunity if they didn't think I was going to be able to make most of this opportunity. And it's, that's definitely changed because I do know I'm confident enough to say that I belong now and I'm confident enough to say that I can show it now. And I'm just uh, like, my first year with Instruct, they uh, called us in one by one, and they had us. They had us. They asked us why, what makes you worthy of being a pirate? And I remember my coach Bobby. Bobby Scales, crazy as hell. I, you guys got to meet him. This guy's nuts. <laughs> he goes. Um, he goes. What makes you different from Zach Cone? And Zach Cone was, I want to say. During my first year, my like during the first year I got drafted, I want to say he was in double A. And my answer then was, I don't care if he's in my way, if he's higher than me, I don't care who what he is. I'm here to take his spot. And mm-hmm. during that time, I remember saying it because I was like, I'm, it's at, it's 12 o'clock in the morning when they did this, by the way. So I'm still tired. And I, like, remember what I said the next day, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but now, thinking, looking back on it, I truly mean those words that, yes, I'm here to be friends, but I'm here to take your spot at the same time. Mm. And I mean, it's truly something that I've been drilling to myself that I'm going to enjoy this, but I'm also going to get as much as I can out of it. Yeah, I, I mean yeah. Th- that's that, that's an aspect of of minor league ball that I think people don't really understand. Like, yes, it's a brotherhood. Yes, you're in the same clubhouse, but at the end of the day, you're trying to feed your families and you know juggling. Okay, this is my friend, but I also need to get that major league check. It, it it can become hard to focus on just baseball with all these outlying uh, aspects of it. You know, would you say you struggled with that? Not only to make friends, but to realize that, hey, 
I might have to take your spot one day. I have. It's um, and it ha- it's all led to this now mindset of I'm gonna enjoy it, but I'm sorry I'm about to take your spot too. It's it's it was hard. Like me, my closest friend I can say is Josiah. I love Josiah, man. Mm. Awesome. And love is, me some Josiah, man. Yeah, he he's by far one of like I can call him a brother. He's an awesome person, and. It, it, we're competitive like we both know that we're both outfielders we both can steal bases we're both pretty good like, <laughs> same draft year. <laughs> yeah same draft year and everything yeah and mm-hmm. it's we both know that we're we're going for the same thing and i can say that he's a big driving force for me because i know that he's probably getting better so i gotta get even more i got i gotta get even better too yeah and it, it's I wouldn't say that it sucks at all because we all know, like we, we, it's something that we've all had to establish. And when you do establish it, I feel like you enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. It takes the worry out of it and you can actually play instead of thinking about how well you did this game, how well you did that game. You can just go out and play. And that's how I feel now. I don't feel, I'm going to, if I go to spring training and strike out on the first picture that I see, I'll be like, shit, I haven't seen live pitching in how many months? but it's it's just it just has allowed me to free up and open up and we all still i'm sure we all know it's just something we know if that makes sense yeah no absolutely um nola uh before i ask my final two questions here you have any uh final thoughts questions concerns concerns um my concern is that there's still a month to go until minor league starts. <laughs> you say, you're telling me. <laughs> Need some live pitching. I was like, man, wait, when's this season start again? April 6th? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, aside from that, I mean, nothing really. Not, nothing pressing. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, the final two questions I have for you, uh, Dion, is, you know, speed is obviously one of your biggest assets uh, to any club. Um, and I know we talked about your speed, you know, a little bit previously before the show started. Um, how do you think this year you can utilize your speed to the best of your ability to, you know, show the parent club that, Hey, I belong here. This is what I have to offer. Here you go. So how are you going to utilize that speed in 22? This year I put on, I put on a good amount of weight. And the reason for that is because the hitter, like the hitter that I truly thrive to be is Kind of, literally Acuna. The man can go up to the plate, hit a 107 mile per hour to the fence and not go over. And then if he misses it a little bit, the ball is a moon. Like, it's just a moonshot. Yeah. And <laughs> for me, yeah, I, I see my speed being more utilized. I'm going to get the hustle double. I'm going to get the hustle triple. If I get a single, am I still a base or two? Who knows? It might be in the plan. But, <laughs> but I think this year, I see myself, I want to drive the baseball to get doubles. I want to drive the baseball to get triples. If I hit a home run, it's just because I missed it. And that's my fault. 
but I'll take the home run. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, you, you better I, not let I, tri- I Triolo steal more bases than you. Uh, nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> um, I mean, okay, now if you hit a home run, I need to see you run full speed on all the bases. Like, I just need to oh, see it happen. Don't worry, because whenever I hit a home run, it's been drilled to me since birth because of my dad. He was like, don't pick home run. I don't pick home runs. I, I just, I just, come on, not one. Like, come on. I, I hit. I, the home run I hit last year was 438 feet, and I didn't think it was gone the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> like shit, I gotta get this double real quick. Oh, no, that's the wall. Got, got the home. <laughs> got the home quicker than Dietrich got the first on that one home run. <laughs> I, I, dude, I swear, I, I'm, I hit the ball, and I'm like, that's good. You know, I'm. The, I'm in the warm up turn going into like going around first, you know, trying to get the second. And I look up as around the first base, about to hit second, and the ball is over. I'm like, damn, I'm already at second base. It's too late to <laughs> um, You know, the last question I have for you, uh, and I'm kind of stealing this from my boy Brad Case's podcast because this is the second to last question he asked all the guests. Um, if you could go back in time, and talk to 16-year-old Dion Walker, what advice would you give him to better himself? I would say it as less as an athlete and more as a person um, mm-hmm. to control what I can't control. Uh, being Having a lot of ADHD, having a lot of anxiety at 16 years old, because I definitely remember that. Um, it made me stress and worry about a lot of things. I remember being very depressed and very unsure about a lot. Although that I was still able to produce baseball-wise, it didn't. I was very, I was quiet that year for a while. And just because I was, I just wasn't happy. And there were other externals going on during that time as well. But it was nothing that I could control. And I realize when I start realizing that the things that I can control can make me happier, that's when I became really happy in life. Um, and I didn't realize that until I came back home this year and I'm now with the chick that I literally did not think I would ever be with because we went to school together through middle school and high school and never said a word to each other, but we knew <laughs> we were, <laughs> but it's, I and being with her has taught me to just relax and literally just control what I can control. And that's the best advice I really could give myself because it just frees up. You see what's really important to you and you genuinely can see like, is this really in my control? Is this really something like I can worry about after I've done it? And if not, okay, well, they just keep going. And I've taken it to heart and that's how I live. Like one thing I can say that I didn't think about and I should have thought about, I was, I've been modding out my Mustang since I've been home ever so slowly. And I was supposed to get a bumper in last Thursday and I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I emailed USPS and I go, 
my bumper's not here yet. And it said, sorry, it got lost in the mail. So I have to wait for this damn thing again. <laughs> See, that's why you got to ship through UPS, my work. You got to ship through us, baby. We may get it back to you damaged, but you got it at least. <laughs> Working in them trailers, man, I can tell you, workers do not give a shit about packages. They just throw that bitch in there and say, fuck it. Like, UPS, I'm, what can Cody do for you? <laughs> not a damn thing i can tell you that <laughs> all i know yeah, is they man. pay for my college that's about it man it's the only thing i'm grateful for um but Wait, dion yeah. I, I i have to say welcome to the adhd club uh you are talking to one of them i definitely feel you on that uh but seriously man i i really appreciate you coming on telling your story um because I bet a lot of Pirates fans don't know about you. And it's a shame. Um, it really is a shame because your story is one that's unique. It offers a lot of insight into what conquering your mental health demons can do. Um, even if you don't produce as a ball player, you're a better person uh, for it. And that's something to be marveled at because I can tell you not a lot of people have conquered those mental health demons and it's a shame and, but it's a harsh reality. Um, but you are someone that people need to look at and say, Hey, if he did it, I did it. I can do it. Um, and it's, it's been an ultimate pleasure to have you on. Uh, and I, I just, I, I can't thank you enough, man. It, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. It's you guys are awesome, man. Like, Ever since you hit me up that day, I it, it, it you you've been texting me throughout this entire off season. You've gotten to talk to me more and more, and I hope you've seen the change of how I talk and just the way I feel a lot better expressing myself as a person now, and I feel a lot more open to talk about everything, just whether it be life. Or whether it be some nerd shit, like I'm a gamer, man. I love video games. Like, <laughs> you guys ever got to play? I'm down. Just hit me up. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I used to be, and life took over. <laughs> Annabelle took over Nola's life with video games, right? Well, uh, more, more, that. more the, more the toddler. Oh yeah, the toddler. Can't yeah. forget about Juju, man. Yeah. That little kid's so fucking cute. I can't get over it. Um, but Dion, like I said, man, I really appreciate this. Uh, and all I ask, man, is that when the episode goes out, you just retweet it, post it on your stories, whatever. Uh, get some more exposure. Um, I'm just sad that your story can't be told on a much bigger platform. This this epi- This show, I should say, isn't as big as I want it to be yet. Um, still in its infancy, but we're going to get some traction real soon, man. And that's the only regret I have is not giving you a bigger platform. Hey, man. No, no regrets, dude. Yeah, I'm no honored regrets. to be here, and you guys are great. Man. I'm just appreciative. Yeah, yeah, not a problem at all, man. Um, but like I said, uh, I'll hit you up when the episode goes out. And uh, yeah, it, it's been real fun talking to you, dude. Yeah, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, Great talking to you. All right.
well, I'm going to go back inside and bother my girlfriend until I leave tomorrow and she starts crying. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, Dion. <laughs> Later on, Toe Tap. All right, man. Have a good one. Well, boys. I definitely, I could definitely sympathize with the um, the annoying the girlfriend thing. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I, you can. I get home, I get home and do the annoying thing. She's like, "Don't you got a podcast to go do?" I'm like, "Not yet." <laughs> <laughs> well, I must admit, when I got home, Hannah looked at me and she said, "Hey, can you just uh, snuggle me until the podcast goes live?" And I was like, "Babe, I got like ten minutes. If I hit that bed." <laughs> I am definitely not getting out of that bed. And you and I both know it ain't going to happen. It just can't. Well, last time I was on, you told me to do a shower podcast. Why don't you do a bed podcast? Oh, my God. I should do a bed podcast. We could have, like, a sleepover. <laughs> I got my Cookie Monster pajamas. 100% no. She's saying 100% no, and I feel offended. <laughs> oh, ridiculous she's ridiculous she's so behind yeah she fuck she's so behind (laughs) (laughs) as a fun episode i'm just gonna put it there um he had a pretty i don't know relatable story at at least in on my end like procrastinating (laughs) and like That motherfucker had a 2.5 GPA. I graduated with like a 1.9 or something. I was like gonna that. say that he still had me. He still had me beat. <laughs> <laughs> big, still big, bear had bear me. There, big bear over there. Big bear over there. Hibernating. High school, yeah. That was the. That was four years worth of hibernation. <laughs> I, I did. Great, I did great in high school, and then uh, my my freshman year of college is when I uh, slipped up, but then I got it back together. I, I can I can say with hundred uh, percent confidence, I never took school seriously, even in college. Like I barely scraped by, man. No. No. Barely scraped I, by. I, 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 I took was, it a lot more yeah. serious in high school. I well, so like whenever I got into high school, there there's some stuff that that happened right when I got to high school, and I just kind of packed it in for the next four years and stuff like that <laughs> pretty pretty much yeah so but school school with the the adhd and 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 anxiety and everything like that just just could never so focus enough to what were the big bear necessities Sick to say I crack myself up sometimes, probably. That's you you okay. were holding on to that for a while, I think. I yeah, was, absolutely. I really, but absolutely. it was a, it was the most opportune time ever yeah, to say it, it, man. Um, but yeah, so there's Dion, there's the episode, and I think we need to part with some final words of wisdom, boys, before we call it a show. So, bare necessities. What you got, man? You want me to give words of wisdom? Yeah. Yeah. Because I need the yeah. bare necessity. <laughs> Stay in school. <laughs> school. <laughs> <laughs> Just say no and yeah. stay in school. Exactly. I, 
Hey, that, whatever hey. I, whatever, if, if I ever tell a story about my high school days, do the exact opposite. <laughs> How about that? How about that's, that? That's fair. That's fair. I could probably say the same for me. Uh, Mr. I spend a lot of money on a goalie mask. What's going on, man? Final thoughts, words of wisdom. Um, if you, you, you uh, barrel down and work hard, you can afford nice things like a freshly painted hockey helmet. Yeah. Uh, my words of wisdom are uh, conceal your snacks uh, when you're going to a movie theater because they expensive. That's why that's why you have a woman who has a big purse. Mm-hmm. Big purse. And and if you're feeling bold enough and, and if she's down, uh, put it under the shirt so it looks like she got a pregnant belly and then say, uh, yeah, I'm expecting a child. And it turns out to be like a big bag of popcorn. And like when she's in the movie theater, she can go, she can push it out and act as she has birth. And I can have the whole section to myself because people are freaked out. Those are my words of wisdom. That would work out perfectly for me uh, Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Have the whole theater to myself now. Segue into it. Yeah. Murph's going to see Batman, everyone, and I had to I had to bring it up at least once. Yeah, I'm that excited. Yeah, and and please uh, give us some spoilers. Give us some spoilers. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy, guy myself. I, I'm that guy myself. So like, there, there's a reason why I go to see these movies as soon as possible because if like spoilers. Friday hits and and Wikipedia has like the whole breakdown of the movie, I'm absolutely reading it that Friday. Mm-hmm. So movies like this, I. <laughs> I have to go today. I won't ruin it for anyone else. I won't. But I'll absolutely ruin it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. We could be seeing a brand new movie and Hannah be sitting next to me. So what's going to happen? I don't know. Let's see how the plot unfolds. Because I don't know either. Five minutes later. Hey, why is this person doing that? I have no clue, babe. Eventually... I'll just make a- Annabelle and Hannah would get along. Yeah, I'm sure they will, man. <laughs> Hannah wants to let you know that she digs her hair. She she likes the she it's like a punk rock vibe. She's digging it. She oh, yeah. Her, yeah. Hannah currently has the yager, as I like to call it. She got she got the oh, fumullet yeah. going on. I'm digging it, man. I'm digging the fumullet. Like it's it's legendary. <laughs> I must say. She's she's getting a little bit embarrassed back there, but that's okay, boys and girls. But got to end the episode because we're terrible at goodbyes because we just talked about that with Dion saying goodbye yeah. to his parents. We are terrible at it. Um, I'm so bad at goodbyes. You should have seen how bad my hair got before I finally shaved it. <laughs> Held on for dear life with that shit. Like, did you have the LeBron like fade back? Like, it just kept running away from your forehead. Type deal. Yeah, it, just, just kept, it, it just kept getting thinner. Just kept getting mm. thinner. Mm. Ho- hopefully, Juju does not have that. Do you hear from your mom, Dad? <laughs> yeah, he's got. It. <laughs> Son, is beautiful. Remember that. Exactly. Yeah, just show him pictures of Mister Clean. Be okay. Look at this guy. He's a millionaire. It's okay. <laughs> but uh. How we usually end the episode, because we got to get back to that. Uh, We give out our socials. Uh, For me, I'll start. Uh, I'd appreciate a follow on Twitter. 
at Murfanko. That's M-U-R-P-H-A-N-K-O. I would also appreciate a follow on Instagram and it's at Murfanko underscore experience. I'm not going to spell experience for you because you should know how to spell it. Yeah. That's another word of wisdom. Learn how to spell. Exactly. That's, that's stemming off of Murph's, uh, wisdom. You'll learn it. Yeah. You'll learn. You'll know how to spell stuff. (laughs) Murph, give me your fucking socials, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, as always, give me a follow on Twitter at double underscore Murphy 88. Um, I have the YouTube channel as well that I, I, I'm not sure what the actual link to it or the, the address is to it. But if you go to my Twitter page, the link's there on there. Um, I recorded a whole bunch of stuff. I have a whole bunch of stuff to, to dump as, as the weeks go on. So be on the lookout for that. Be sure to check out his Austin Roberts video. Really yes, good stuff. That was good. Yeah, it was good stuff. I love Austin Roberts. Good dude. Sac oh, yeah. State alum. Sac State's going cray cray right now. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely loving it. Nola told me Tulane's going cray cray. And I told mm-hmm. him it's no coincidence that it's Stephen Alame's comeback season. No winky dink. They, they just stomped Texas Southern. Did they? You love oh, to yeah. see it, man. You love to see mm-hmm. it. Nola. Give your socials out, even though you don't tweet, you just troll. Yeah, I just I just attack people. It's uh, <laughs> at, <laughs> at Nola Jeffy, N O L A J E F F Y. F F Y. Jeffy, Jeffy. It's a tough Jeffy. job. Someone's got to do it, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Gotta be depends, depends, on, depends on how I woke up that day. Yeah. You chose violence two days ago. I was scared uh, for certain people's lives, uh, their Twitter lives. Oh, you, you hate so some, to see sometimes it. it's too much sometimes it's too much brian we're coming for you <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> but boys and girls that's that's gonna do it for the episode uh we love you very very much uh i hope and pray that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get the podcast make sure you download it so we know that you got it and uh yeah have a good one and boys say it together now Let's go, Bucks. I thought we were going to. Later on, folks. <laughs>